fasten your seatbelt. I am taking you for the ride of your life. I'm going to show you what this car can really do. Are you ready? I am ready. Hang on. Okay. Here we go. Hold on to your butts. Go get him, kid. It might be a tumor. It's not a tumor. Not a tumor at all. If you're going to ask me, so you can go ahead and ask me what you're going to ask me. And my natural response could be to get offended. Hey, want to hear the most annoying sound in the world? <laughs> yeah, well, you know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. All right, all right, all right. You're listening to the 30-something movie podcast. One movie each week. 30 years in the making. That's right. You're listening to the 30-something movie podcast. I am your host, John Reed. I have with me... I'm bringing the energy tonight, guys. I don't know. It's It's been... We say this every time. Like, I don't think it's ever not going to be a day. But, uh, I mean, every day is a day. So that was Just keeps stupid. getting better, huh, John? It just keeps getting... Hmm... I now have a better understanding of what Arsenio Hall meant when he said things that make you go, hmm. Yeah. There are so yeah. many things in the world that make me go, hmm. Oh, yes. And they start with people. As Jeff and I were saying before we got started, people's is people's. And that's the best way we can describe just about anything. Yes. Is potatoes, is frogs, dancing, is pigs singing. Peoples is peoples. We are glad for the peoples to join us here tonight. Uh, and I've got extra peoples joining us here tonight. Jeff. Jeff is here. Jeff. Hi. You, like, we love it when you're back because like it's, it's life has been busy for a while. Well, you love it when I'm back. I love it when you're front. Anyway, right. that's it all works. It's all good. I'm just glad you're here. I'm, Me excited. Too. I'm excited for you to be a part of this. Let's do it. Yeah, no, this, this, uh, this should be fun. I'm, I'm, I'm a fan of the movies we're doing, uh, over the next couple of weeks. So I, uh, despite not having watched them recently, I figure I'm, I'll just stumble my way through. Hey, that's fine. It's, I kind of feel like with these movies, I don't, I don't know that you need to rewatch them. Like, I feel like we've all seen these movies before for the ones we're doing over the next couple of weeks. We've got kindergarten cop. We've got home alone. I kind of feel like those are not movies. I mean, you want to watch them, but I don't know that you need to watch them to be, to be able to remember and, and be fully versed, to be able to talk about them. They just are kind of, they're both kind of like movies that get automatically ingrained in your head, at least for me. Like that's, that's the way these, these two movies have been for me. So mm-hmm. but we are, mm-hmm. we are very, very glad that you're here. So thanks for being here. <laughs> Yeah, you know it's 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 been good. I'm uh, I'm two and a half weeks into a diet plan, and nice. uh, I haven't killed anybody yet. So nice. <laughs> I'm I'm down about eight or nine pounds so far. So that's congratulations, man. That's awesome. Nice. That's awesome. That's awesome. So, good for you. Nobody talk about food. All right. That's all I'm saying. Uh, you may have come to the wrong podcast then. Uh, well. We are. That's kind of our thing. <laughs> we, we are a food podcast masquerading as a movie podcast. Oh man, I did not get that memo. No, okay. <laughs> We're opening a deli. Yeah. What's the uh, what, what's the featured item on the menu? Um, Whatever she's having. 
Yeah. I, I don't know, man, but I think, I think I've been grilling and like finding different ways to make mushrooms, not like psychedelic mushrooms, but like portobello <laughs> mushrooms, shiitake <laughs> mushrooms, all those different ways to like chop those, grill those, flavor those and put those on a sandwich. So uh, man, I'm going to, I'm telling you the featured item for this month might be, you know, different kinds of like, uh, mushroom sandwiches. Not like a love fest sandwich. That might be a featured thing too, but you got You got to talk to Bo about that one. I don't want to, I don't want to speak Actually, for I, I, I've been doing uh fresh, fresh vegetables every night. Yeah. Good for you. Te- teaspoon of olive oil and some uh, onion, zucchini, carrot, asparagus. Oh, all grilled garlic. up. Yeah. That oh, really that's, that's it right there, man. Yeah. That's man, awesome. Some sautéed veggies. Who would have thunk that'd actually be kind of good. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's the real, that's good stuff. I'll tell you what, stuff. not this fat guy. <laughs> <laughs> but you're liking it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, I haven't killed anyone yet. There you go. That's right, so man. far, the, uh, the, the food that I'm getting on this plan isn't, uh, isn't as awful as I had feared. So nice. are you uh, going, going are, are, with it? Are you like ordering like a packaged thing and they, they deliver the food to you or are you just kind of, we, uh, uh, I'm, I'm not going to say what the plan is cause yeah. we're not getting any, uh, advertising money. Isn't that the truth? So, um, <laughs> the way this plan works and, uh, I don't know, maybe it'll give it away, but we get a weekly menu that's pre-selected and we go and we pick up the food every week. So, I mean, it, you know, it's, it, it, it's showing us portion control. Katie and I are mm-hmm. doing this together. Nice. It's showing, it's showing us that portion helps. control. It's showing us, um, you know, there's the ease of not having to prepare anything. Cause you know, it's all there. You just have to heat it up. Mm-hmm. And for, you know, for frozen food, it's, it's been a lot better than I, I would have expected. Nice. Cool. So I'll just keep going until I uh, until I decide I, I really need a cheeseburger. Hey, you! Oh, now you started it. Cheeseburger. Oh man, and I mean dinner. T- I don't want to talk about food, but I, dinner tonight was really good. But you said the word cheeseburger, and now I'm just like I'm. I wasn't hungry until ten seconds ago. Mm-hmm. My uh, my sister in law and her new husband were visiting from Colorado a couple weeks back. And Katie and I went to, uh, went to my in-laws house where they were staying for dinner one night and we brought our, our diet food with us. And I had, uh, I had cauliflower fried rice. Oh, that that's, yeah. the deal. Well, that's good. Apparently I like my, the cauliflower mashed potatoes. My, my, mashed cauliflower. my mother-in-law <laughs> and my new brother-in-law decided to have a burger cook-off to see whose recipe was better. Mm-hmm. So I had that sitting on the table in front of me while I was, shoveling down my cauliflower fried rice yeah life is not fair all the time i'm just gonna say that (laughs) yeah yeah nice but anyway i mentioned love fest let's uh let's hear from him love fest are you ready to be a sandwich (laughs) sure but do i get to pick what else is on the sandwich (laughs) and what is the bread that is encasing me because if it is a love fest sandwich there has to be something above and below me I I don't know what to do with that. <laughs> oh man, John, just give us a heads up before you say you start the recording, just so we can clean this we, up before. No, uh, it, no we're, we're already we're good, like seven minutes in, so it's it's too. We've late already now. cost him an it's, hour of editing. We're already on his list. Oh my gosh! We're, we're By the way, I, I just want to say uh, the other day I was drinking um, uh, some lemonade, and it, uh, it that cool, refreshing drink. 
and it 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 made in the shade by the leg of an old maid, and it sprayed mm. out of my nose. My nose. I don't know if you've ever had lemonade come up your nose. Oh. And you're probably saying, Pat, why why was the lemonade coming up your nose? And I'm saying one. because I was no, listening just to figuring it was Pat. I you know. Well, that's that's true. And I was, but here's the specific reason. I was listening to our episode a couple of weeks ago when we were talking mm-hmm. about what things you can't. Uh, 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 what was it? It was the Goodfellas one and what things amuse you. And Bo, like the question wasn't out of John's mouth and you were saying poopy jokes. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you told the joke and I had lemonade and my kids are looking at me as like, dad, why is that? What is going on? And I'm like, the la- oh. so the laughter, the laughter. That's all I have to say. You know, can I just say, you guys have been doing such a great job with this podcast. I, I've, I've been listening to all the episodes and um, God, you guys are entertaining as hell. <laughs> well, you really are. Well, I'm just, I'm fired up, man. When I saw the text come in and you were like, guys, what time are you starting tonight? I was like, yes. Cause it's just, it's great talking movies with you and having you back and, and all that. So you finished that, uh, that Sinatra show. You know what? No, I I'm sorry. And it's like, I've started it and then I stalled out because, um, well, it was Formula One's 70th anniversary, so I was watching racing all weekend, and then I had to like review the movies for. So my my week is cleared, and then like Jeff, right. by this weekend we will discuss Sinatra. Is that fair right. enough? Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. It's uh, I got I, thoughts. I, I've got I, thoughts. Like, like sometimes you gotta mess a guy up. Thoughts or no? I, I've I've got thoughts about the uh, the program itself. Hmm. Cool. I, uh, I look forward to discussing those thoughts with you. For, for, for those of you out there in, uh, in listening land, if you don't know what we're talking about, there's a two-part documentary on Netflix about uh, Sinatra. And overall, it is a fantastic look at uh, Sinatra's life and career and the ups and the many, many downs that, uh, that came his way. Um, so it's definitely worth checking out. I don't know if they're doing a series out of these because there was also recently a two-part episode about Garth Brooks, which was oh, also cool. very fantastic. Oh, nice. Cool. I'll check it out. I'm definitely going to keep an eye out for more of these. Well, Jeff and I were uh, sharing music thoughts and talking back and forth and and all that last week. And then uh, I think that's when you sent that Sinatra thing. And I, like I said, I watched the first five, ten minutes of it and... Uh, hooked in it was great i just have to got the time cleared off so i'm looking forward to watching it and then obviously discussing it with you right on man so yeah good times nice all right well we're gonna jump on in we're gonna jump in the delorean and we're gonna head back to september of 1990 uh this is our first week of this month so we always go back in time to this month in 90 so september of 1990 uh, some of the top news items were on September 10th. Where, where were you? So while I'm doing this, you guys think about maybe where you were in September of 1990, if you can if you can recall. Um, okay. On September 10th, Ellis Island uh, reopened as a museum. Wow. Um, on September, so Jeff, now that you are a social studies teacher, you could share that as part of your content in your class if you wanted to. That, that's free. You don't have to pay for that one. Put it right up here in my head. There you go. There you go. I won't charge you. Um, September 12th, the United States. You never United- do. No, no, I don't. I, it's That's the kind of love I have for you. Um, September 12th, the U.S., the U.K., France, the USSR, and the East and West Germanys signed agreements allowing the two Germanys to merge. Hmm. So... 
September 13th, Law and Order, created by Dick Wolf, first premieres on NBC. Hmm. That show has gone on forever. Yeah. I didn't realize. Yes, it has. Law and Order is the one that goes bum bum, Bum, right? It's got that chunk chunk kind of thing in it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I just turned that into a different kind of movie, but yeah, um, I don't know what that was. Yeah. It's, it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> My law and order instead of don't tone was more of a something totally different. <laughs> that is a whole nother kind of law and order. My yeah. friend. Yeah. It's mm, mm-hmm. harumph, harumph, harumph. But there is a police uniform involved on September 23rd. PBS begins an 11 hour miniseries on the civil war. Oh, Ken Burns, the Civil uh, Ken Burns, the Civil War, starring Tony Stark and Steve Rogers. It was very entertaining. <laughs> there it is, man. Everybody took there sides. There it is. Did uh, you guys ever see uh, the Ken Burns baseball yes. series? Not a long time ago, but yeah. <laughs> oh, God, was that one good? Yeah. Anyway, I miss baseball. Keep going. Yeah. So of those, because, I mean, all those are, are so very, very good. Um, I got to ask Pat this one because he did the jazz one as well. Right. Oh, yeah. yeah. So between those documentaries, so let's do Civil War, baseball, and jazz. Well, what about the Vietnam one? Oh, Did Vietnam, anybody see yeah, the Vietnam, Vietnam one? So no. of of his Ooh. of his like three or four big documentaries, Pat, which, are you going to go with jazz? Are you going to ask me my favorite? Yeah, I'm going to ask you my favorite. Your favorite <laughs> and yeah. I'm going to enter my answer is yes. Okay. Not to if I went with jazz, but which one is my favorite? If I made oh. you pick, what would you go with? Oh, I, I don't know. If I was Man, an evil mastermind and I made you pick, what would you go with? I, I don't uh, know. Dude, that, that soundtrack that you can pull out of the, uh, the jazz documentaries. The, yeah. That jazz. Uh, that, that's, yeah. that was like a five or six disc set, I think. Just brilliant yeah. stuff. Yeah. That jazz document, like, honestly, that jazz documentary is, is just, it's just fantastic. Mm-hmm. Oh, hey, I never answered that question. Take the A Train is my go to jazz tune. Oh, is it? Oh, all right. Good go. call. That's Solid. awesome. Nice. That's a great tune. And I don't have time to get into my Sondheim choices. That's <laughs> <laughs> all right. Oh, man. No, you know what, guys? Honestly, for the 400th anniversary, or what? We should just do the Ken's, Ken, do all the Ken Burns documentaries. Except it'll take us till then. We're going to start watching them now. That's okay, true. so for the 600th episode, okay. let's do hey, all the Ken yeah. Burns documentaries. <laughs> okay. when, when we hit like the 30th year, we've been doing the 30-something movie podcast. Then That's that's right. Yeah. Right? That's right. Uh, you know what, John? It answers your question. I'll, I'll answer it straight. I mean, in terms of like topic matter and just, you know, like that jazz one is amazing. Yeah. Um, but I'll say as someone that, you know, I mean, I know baseball and I've got a cursory understanding of it. Watching the baseball one is incredibly informative. But then you look at like the Civil War and like I said, the Vietnam one, boy, that that was downright chilling. Um, I, I just my gosh, those things are just amazing. Yeah. So what about yourself? If you were going to pick one, what would you choose? I might go Civil War because I remember watching that as a kid and as a kid mm-hmm. being thoroughly entertained by that. Mm-hmm. It probably was the first documentary I'd ever seen. Right. And I remember thinking, wow, this is really cool. Like I would never think of the Civil War as being cool as a kid. But, um, you know, my dad was always a big history buff, too. And he'd take us places when we'd go on vacation. We'd go to, you know, we we wouldn't necessarily go on like beach vacations. We'd go to Civil War battlefield vacations. So they were always, always very historical. So I that one, I remember the whole family sat around and watched the entire uh, Civil War miniseries. Cool. Yeah, probably the first documentary I've ever I can recall ever seeing. 
Yeah. Yeah. Jeff or and, and Bo, what about you guys? If you're going to pick a Ken Burns documentary. I, I'm so into baseball. I can't help myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I'd, have, I'd have to go baseball as well. Yeah. I mean, the nothing, jazz one is a very nothing close away second. from the other ones. Cause mm-hmm. they're all fantastic, but mm-hmm. baseball was, I kind of wish he'd update it, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, the, there was a, uh, so it was, it was nine parts and each part was considered an inning. And then there was a 10th inning episode that came out much later that discussed oh, the, uh, I want to say missed it, that. it discussed the strike in 94. And I think it talked about the home run chase between McGuire and Sosa. Oh, that would be, I may have missed that. I don't, I don't know if it got as far as the, uh, the steroids or not. Right. I don't remember. Uh, looks like the 10th inning came out in 2010. I did miss that. I'm going to check that out. Baseball, the 10th inning is a two part, four hour documentary film directed by Ken Burns and Lynn Novick, a new chapter in his landmark 1994 series, Baseball, tells the tumultuous story of the national pastime from the 90s to the present day. So from 90s to 2010. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know that I remember seeing that one. They were all on Netflix once, so I just started it up uh, at, okay. any, at the first inning and watched all the way through. I was pleasantly surprised when I got to the um, when I got to the 10th inning. I'm like, oh, good. There's more. (laughs) Nice. All right. Well, moving on in September of 1990, uh, in terms of deaths, the one that was, at at least in what I was looking up, the one that was kind of most prominent, September 6th, Tom Fogarty of Credence Clearwater dies of tuberculosis at age 48. Mm. Um, And see, in top books, we had Memories of Midnight by Sidney Sheldon and Four Past Midnight by Stephen King. A lot of darkness in the books Mm -hmm. this time around. A lot of midnight. Mm Threat level midnight. Uh, top movies this time around were Ghost, uh, Postcards from the Edge, Goodfellas, and Pacific Heights. Top songs were Blaze of Glory by Bon Jovi, Release Me by Wilson Phillips, and Can't Live Without Your Love and Affection by Nelson. All right. All right. Well, I. Not a whole lot of movie news going on right now, so I think we'll just jump on into the movie here. Um, we've got Kindergarten Cop this time around. Came out on the 21st of December, 1990, rated PG-13, with a runtime of one hour, 51 minutes. Ivan Reitman, uh, who also directed Stripes, Twins, and Dave, directed this one. Producers were Brian Grazer and Ivan Reitman. Grazer also produced Apollo 13 and Splash. Reitman produced Ghostbusters and Stop or My Mom Will Shoot. Writers for this one were Murray Salem, who did the story and screenplay, who also died in 1998. Uh, Herschel Weingrod did the screenplay, and Timothy Harris did the screenplay. Salem also wrote, uh, or actually didn't write, he was an actor, mostly, in The Spy Who Loved Me and Jesus of Nazareth. Um, I didn't have a whole lot of writing credits, so I think it was mostly acting credits. Weingrod also wrote Twins and Trading Places, and Harris also wrote Twins and Trading Places. Cinematography was done by Michael Chapman, who also did Raging Bull, Taxi Driver, and The Fugitive. Music was done by Randy Edelman, who did Twins, Ghostbusters 2, and My Cousin Vinny. The budget for this one was $26 million. Box office was $202 million. Uh, Flick Metrics gave this one a 57%. And I tried, I've had a lot of trouble lately with... Um, What's it called? Cinema score. I For some reason, I have not been able to get their website to load. So I do not have a cinema score for this one. 
and uh, I, I checked several times, so something may be up with their website, but uh, I'm going to say CinemaScore gave this one a, um, let's say a B. Let's go random Ooh. guess. I'm going to give it a B. I guess that's what CinemaScore did. Uh, starring Arnold Schwarzenegger was uh, John Kimball. He was in Predator and Terminator and Conan. Could we all go around and do our best Schwarzenegger impersonations so then when Pat does his, I can pull up the cricket sound oh, effect? Oh, man. Did you go back? Did anyone go back and listen to The Hunt for Red October when we all did our Marco Ramius? I tried to go back because I, I didn't have much time. So oh. I was trying to like scrub through the episode to find it and I couldn't find it. So I'll have to go back and listen like it's, at normal speed. It is, it is sublime how okay. funny, how funny I am not. I mean, it's okay. like so bad uh, uh, with, with, this, with the impersonation. Hey, uh, oh uh, Cinema Score gave it an A minus. Oh, they did. Okay. Hey, all right. Good for them. Well, maybe there my computer go. just doesn't like Cinema Score. There you go. Grading on a curve. All right. Yeah. Uh, so starring Arnold Schwarzenegger, who played John Kimball, he's Predator, Terminator, and Conan. Penelope Ann Miller played Joyce. She was in The Artist, Carlito's Way, and The Shadow. Pamela Reed played Phoebe O'Hara. She was in The Right Stuff and Proof of Life. Linda Hunt played Miss Schlowski. She was in The Lear, The Lear, The Year of Living Dangerously and Dune. Richard Tyson played Crisp. He was in Black Hawk Down and Battlefield Earth. I, I got to say real quickly before we get much into the uh, the movie stuff, the guy who played Crisp, Richard Tyson, I, to me, he kind of looks like a little bit of a heavier, which is kind of weird to say now, but a little bit of a heavier Val Kilmer in this movie. Yeah. He's, he's kind of got that look to him. Yes. Yeah. You know, every, every time that I've watched this movie, I, I look at him and I think, God, what do I know him from? Mm-hmm. And I pull up, I look at his credits. And I'm like, I, I don't know him from anything. Why does he look so him. familiar? <laughs> it may be the similarity to that of um, Val Kilmer. Yeah. Yeah. That could, that, that could be why I keep looking and going, God, he looks so familiar. I'm trying to think of what he played in Dune. Uh, he was not in Dune. That was uh, Linda Hunt, the character. Oh, okay. I got that yeah. messed up. But yeah. he, this guy wasn't, he is in Black Hawk he Down. He was in Black Hawk Down. Yeah. Okay. And Battlefield yeah. Earth. All right. Yeah. For all the people who saw Battlefield Earth. Oh, Battlefield Earth. That's the one I was thinking of. Okay. I'm trying to not think of it, but That's yeah. Fine. That's fine. <laughs> um, You'd be better off not thinking of it. Probably. Yeah, it was it was a film. That's true. Um, and not to get too far off the beaten path here, but did you guys hear that uh, Val Kilmer had he, he had a surgery of some kind, and now like his voice, it's really affected his voice. He had uh, throat cancer. I was thought it throat cancer. Okay, that's. I remember hearing that he had some kind of surgery. Yeah, I think so. I don't want to spread rumors about Val. Yeah, I mean, friend friend of the podcast and all. Right. Well, because I mean, I think he used to, he used to listen to us when he would be uh, mowing his lawn. That is, that's true. Yeah, he uh, he had a tracheotomy. Okay. Oof, well. Yeah, I thought I heard that the other day, and I, there was some kind of an article that I saw. I think his daughter um, was she might have been in a movie or something, and they had interviewed her, and she talked about her dad, you know, trying to kind of make his comeback and try to still deal with acting, even though it's it's really affected his voice. Um, having to have that procedure done. So yeah, I, I saw that the other day and I, I had not realized that, uh, that he had had to have that, that he had had cancer. Yeah. Throat cancer. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, well, Carol Baker played Eleanor crisp. She was in baby doll and the game Joseph cousins and Christian cousins played Dominic. One of those other times where you've got to 
uh, twin kids playing the same character. Um, they were both in Critters 3 and Intruders. Kathy Moriarty played Sylvester's mother. She was in Raging Bull and analyzed that. Richard Portnow played Captain Salazar. He was in The Sopranos and The Good Wife. Uh, from the Googles, in this action comedy, unusual circumstances find big, brawny cop John Kimball posing as a kindergarten teacher in order to apprehend the major drug lord Cullen Crisp, who's just like, sounds like a, sounds like a, a, a comic book character with the alliteration. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cullen Crisp. It's a weird name. It's fun to say, but a weird name. As he well sounds as, villainous. He does kind of sound villainous. Good choice. As well as his ruthless accomplice and uh, and mother, Eleanor. While pretending to be a kid-friendly instructor, Kimball falls for pretty fellow teacher Joyce Palmieri, played by Penelope Ann Miro. Let's try that one more time. Words Don't are difficult. hurt yourself. No, I'm not going to. Words are very difficult sometimes. So let's do that one more time. Penelope Ann Miller. Got it that time. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Stuck the landing. What? This is a, a Penelope. This is not Penny Miller, right? Penelope Ann Miller. Okay. But wasn't there a, a gal that came up last time that it was Penelope and we thought it was Penny? Was it, isn't this that person? I, I think that was, no, no, of, that was Penny of, Marshall. And oh, okay. Miller. Marshall, yeah. different. Okay. Different. Yeah. I just want to make sure this is Penelope <laughs> Miller. That was, that was Frank Marshall's daughter. Yeah. N- okay. Yeah. It was Thurgood Marshall's second cousin. Okay. Yes. yes. Okay. Okay. I just remember I was just listening to that whole big shamazzle that we had. Okay. Yes. But this is someone different. And, and that is a good term for it as well. <laughs> this is, this is, <laughs> okay, this, is <laughs> this is something different. This is different. Okay. On that note, here's the trailer. But, but enough about what was discussed at your honeymoon. <laughs> hey, no. Oh, yeah. There was discussion. All right. Now, more than ever, to be a teacher requires patience, kindness, and understanding. Fortunately, Astoria Elementary has just hired such an individual. Arnold Schwarzenegger is Kindergarten Cop. Kindergarten is like the ocean. You don't want to turn your back on it. Don't worry. Everything is under control. an undercover detective. I assume you have some teaching experience. They wouldn't have sent me otherwise. Assigned to find a mother and son. Did Danny ever say what Crisp's wife looked like? Before a killer does. First, I would like to just get to know you. A male kindergarten teacher. That's unusual. He's been trained to shoot. What made you become a kindergarten teacher? He's been trained to fight. But there are some things... You mean you eat other people's lunches? Stop it! He's never been trained to handle. They're walking all over me. Listen, Kimball, you gotta handle this like any other police situation. You're going to be my deputy trainees. You're not gonna have your mommy's run behind you anymore and wipe your little douches. You are mine now. I'm princess. Arnold Schwarzenegger. You hit the kid, I hit you. Wow. In an Ivan Reitman film. Are you married, Mr. Kimball? No, I'm not. He's not married, Mom! Welcome to Astoria, the single parent capital of America. You got a little mustache. Must be from the milk. Kindergarten Cop.
first question, as always, one word. How does this movie make you feel? When you knew this word, when you knew this movie was coming up on our list, and uh, you you sat down to watch this movie, or you just remember it when you heard Kindergarten Cop, how did it make you feel? One word. Nostalgic. Entertained. Fun. Uh, that'll be my word. I was going to say awesome, but I I love Arnold Schwarzenegger movies, man. I just, I love them. So yeah, fun. Yeah. For mine, I, I got to go um, just laughter. Like this movie, it, it, as, as we get into talking about it, I, this movie in particular, this is a time when Arnold had, you know, kind of his shift into comedy. And I think he's much better at it than a lot of people will give him credit for. You know, I, mm-hmm. I know that, you know, this movie doesn't get great ratings. I think Rotten Tomatoes gives it like a 50% or something like that. Um, and I know that, you know, a lot of people dog on his performance in, you know, Twins and, and Junior. And it was the other Jingle All the Way was one of the other ones. Um, well, Junior and Jingle All the Way were not really good movies at all. No, 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 no. And, and those of, of his different comedy movies, those are probably my least favorite. Um, this one, though, I think for me, may be my favorite of his comedy outings. So I, this one for me, I don't recall when I would have seen this one. I know that I saw this one when I was younger. So I would imagine, much like I almost did, um, you know, I was almost like, oh, yeah, Kindergarten Cop. We can watch that with the kids. And then I was like, mm, no, maybe not. Like when I started <laughs> to look up a couple things real quick. I was like, uh, maybe we'll skip this one for now. I mean, it's, it is, it's a PG-13, but maybe I'll take a look. And I'm like, eh, no, we'll, we'll skip this one. Um and so I, this is probably one of those that my parents probably saw it. And they're like, oh, hey, Kindergarten Cop. It's a kid's movie. Let's rent it. So I'm sure it was a, a Friday Friday night pizza and a movie kind of thing. And and uh, that's probably the first time I saw it. What about you guys? When was the first time you saw this one? Probably something similar. You know, we rented it. We were probably at the Blockbuster and saw Arnold Schwarzenegger was in some sort of goofy movie. And we'd check it out. That sort of sounds like something we would have done. Yeah. Yeah. I don't I don't recollect at all the first time that I saw this. I mean, it, it wasn't in the theater. I know that probably caught it on, on TV, on cable. And then, you know, seen it a bunch of times since. But yeah, I, I, I don't think it would have been one that we would have rented. This one uh, was what you were describing, John, for us. We um, my folks rented it. And, um, <clears throat> you know, my dad loves the movies, you know, and the action movies and all that kind of stuff he'd enjoy. Definitely. This would not have been my mom's style of movie, you know, but I think they fell into the trap of, Hey, look, okay. This is, you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger's doing a kid's movie. This'll be fun. And then after watching it, you realize that, okay, there's kids in the movie, but it's not really a kid's movie kind of like that, that distinction. And uh, it's funny because even if you look at the, uh, the font, on the, mm-hmm. the, you know, the title cards that go up, even that kind of has that like wobbly kid looking writing. Like you'd see with, I don't know, like on a kid's show, like Sesame street or something like that. It just, um, so that was the first time we rented it. I don't think we'd gone to the theater. I don't think we went and saw it in the theater. Maybe we did, but, uh, I know definitely we saw it with the family, probably pizza movie night. And, um, it was kind of like a, Oh, okay. That wasn't, the kids movie that we were thinking it was going to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. That was, my wife said the same thing. She's like, it's, it's even got like the cartoon font. Like that would make you yeah. think it's a kid's movie, but definitely not a kid's movie. Mm-hmm. Um, so as we start off the movie, I'm going to kind of, kind of walk through the, 
the plot of the movie here uh, just for a little bit. And as we start off the movie, um, one of the things you notice right away, or at least I notice right away, is Arnold loves the mall. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's like every movie, like Commando, Terminator, like we're always we're, go- we're always going to the Galleria or something like that. I mean, we're, we're always at the mall somewhere. So I don't know if he just got like some kind of a, a deal where he got extra money, extra funding. We're like filming in the mall or if that, I don't know. But yeah, mm-hmm. I feel like every Arnold Schwarzenegger movie, it's got to, you got to feature a mall in some way. No doubt. Um, one of the first things I, I kind of had fun with in this, uh, you know, these characters as you kind of get introduced, because you you don't get to see uh, Arnold for just a little bit, but you get introduced to Crisp right away, to Cullen Crisp. Um, good villain name, as we said. Um, mm-hmm. We kind of get introduced to, he's, he's going into the, the back of the mall, um, which that's another thing that Arnold Schwarzenegger movies taught me is that there's like all these corridors in the back of a mall somewhere. Um he goes back there and uh, he's got these uh, he's got this couple. The girl is kind of hiding off in the shadows a little bit. She had some information about where to find his family. And this this kid, I, I don't remember what the, the character's name is, but he is a horrible negotiator. Like when he starts off, he's like, yeah, I, you know, um, I got information about your family. Um, so how about for like, I don't know, a few thousand dollars. And then he kind of <laughs> stares at him for a second. But that's not like that's not my final offer. Like I could go uh, I could go a little bit lower than that. Like, like, dude, just, you gotta just give it a second. Yeah. Give it a second. Don't, uh, yeah. Just, just breathe a little bit. Just, you know, don't cave, don't cave, but uh, it does not end well for him. No, he should have held back. He should have held back a little information until he was out of, uh, out of a shooting range. And you kind of knew it was not going to go well for him. Like when he opened his mouth and started talking, it's just like, yeah, this guy's dead. Yeah. Yeah. This is, He obviously did not have a plan when he showed up here today. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's right. And what little thought he had, he's not executing well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So, no, Lieutenant, your men are already mm-hmm. dead. <laughs> so I was kind of like, and as soon as I watched it this time, I'm like, yeah, this guy, like, yeah, this goodbye. Yeah. yeah. You can stop talking now. You've done enough. Well, and you've got, I mean, this is one of those movies where the character, and we kind of jokingly said he's, he's got a good villain name, but um, I mean, he just, he looks like a villain from the moment the movie starts, you know, he's got that, that the hair is all slicked back and he's got it, he's kind of like in a ponytail and I don't know, just, just the look about him is like, this guy is, is organized crime. This guy is, I don't know, he just looks, he's got this look about him that, you know, the way he's dressed and everything else, not a good guy at all. So what this taught me is don't walk around in the uh, inner corridors of a mall and, and yeah, no don't do yeah. deals with no, guys no good that, will come. If you, uh, if you hang out back there, no, and, mm. and don't do deals with guys that look like evil Val Kilmer. Yeah. So always a good lesson, really. I mean, true. If you, anytime, if you're approached mm-hmm. by evil Val Kilmer, don't do any kind of a deal with him. So kind of very quickly, the uh, the movie moves to, you know, as they start to kind of find out some of the details of, you know, he, he obviously he gets arrested. Um, he gets arrested getting his nails done, which I mean, that's of all the action scenes in an Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. I, I, I've never thought that, you know, that would be one of the most compelling uh, that he bursts in while he's getting his nails done. But hey, you know what? To each their own. Um, and we kind of very quickly as the, the movie goes on and we know that the family, uh, his ex-wife and child are hiding out in another town somewhere. Um, we kind of very quickly move to Astoria, Oregon, uh, which is kind of a, a, a fun little town. We get um, Astoria is featured in, in a few other places. I mean, we got the Goonies. Um, what were some of the other places I was trying to think off the top of my head? 
feel like there were another couple of movies that kind of featured, even if they weren't filmed in a story itself, they kind of featured it as a, almost as a, as a plot point that it took place there, but it has that kind of look and feel of a uh, goon. I don't think, no, Mystic Pizza was, was somewhere else. Mystic Pizza was, that was the. I think they actually filmed it in Mystic. Yeah. That, wasn't that on the East Coast somewhere? Yeah. Or, yeah, yeah. 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 It has kind of like Did, that look and feel to it. Oh, 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 you're saying this yeah. has that look and feel. Yeah, okay, yeah. I get what you're saying. Yeah, because Goonies was a story. I'm trying to think. I feel like there was one other big movie that was filmed in Astoria. Hmm. Yeah, I'll have to go back and look at some point. But mm-hmm. um, So uh, we get introduced kind of quickly to Detective John Kimball and Detective O'Hara, and uh, they end up having to go undercover as husband and wife. At least that's the original plan. And uh, unfortunately, I mean, because Detective O'Hara is apparently an eating machine, like she will eat anything and everything yeah no kidding so there are uh, there there are five movies that come up in uh films set in astoria oh nice what were you they? have goonies kindergarten yeah. cop free willy the ring two mm-hmm. and short circuit oh short circuit that was what i was thinking uh, of. there it is yep that's what i was thinking cool. of wouldn't you like to be a pepper too <laughs> It just runs programs. Hello, honey. What is okay? Um, so uh, yeah, so they're going to go undercover as husband and wife, and then Kimball has to take over because Jeff, you don't want to invite Detective O'Hara to your diet plan um, because she is going to cause you to crash and burn right away. That that would be true. Yeah, the woman apparently is a human trash compactor. Will eat anything, and uh, she very very quickly on the plane realizes that. She may have food poisoning of some kind, and it uh, it does not go well. So um, he is. It would very much test my resolve. Yeah. So uh, so John is then forced to kind of take over as the. I mean, she had teaching experience, so that was one of the reasons they were going to kind of put her into the school as a kindergarten teacher because she had that experience. They're like, no, perfect fit. You guys are going to you'll play husband and wife. You know, he'll do the investigating while you go into the classroom and you kind of do, uh, you know, some some work from there and. Um, and that's going to be it. The other great scene right there at the beginning of the movie is when they're on the plane and you get a sense of just how much John Kimball loves children. Yeah. 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 That yeah, was awesome. The kid kicking the back of his seat. Yeah. That was good. Turns, that was one of those moments like you wish you could actually say those sorts of things to people. Yeah. Yeah. Because you, you the, here. I, I, yeah. I think I got it queued up here. It's the kid's hitting the back of his seat and he's like <laughs> yep that's awesome and I feel like I've said that several times when we've been on like a long car ride and the kids are just kind of like goofing around in the back I'm like hey mm-hmm. if you don't stop screwing around back there I'd, if I had a pencil to break I, I would but I feel like that's right. the that's the dad turning around in the car and telling the kids to cut it out yep Yep, that's what that was. But uh, yeah, she bids a, a hasty retreat to the uh, airplane bathroom, and, and we get a pretty quick, uh, pretty quick understanding that she is not well, and uh, she is not going to be able to take over as the kindergarten teacher. So of course, when you think kindergarten teacher, you think Arnold Schwarzenegger. Mm-hmm. Get the chopper. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, six-year-olds. How bad can they be? <laughs> Oh, you should be the one reading books about bears that go shopping. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
deer. Something like that. <sighs> you know what? I, I do want to go back for a second because we uh I, I feel like I feel like this is a line that um Bo, I think you'd appreciate. Pat, I think you'd appreciate. We did have earlier in the movie, there's a scene where he looks he looks really rough. Like he's got the trench coat on, he's got a shotgun with him, and uh these guys in the street start messing with his car. Oh yeah, that's right. Like, I feel like that was a quote you guys would use. He comes up and he kind of cocks the shotgun and he's like, "My name is Detective John Kimball, and I love my car." And the guy's <laughs> like, "Hey, no, no problem, man. He's like, you got a beautiful ride. We'll take care of it. No, no worries, no worries." That's awesome. Uh, so yeah, so as we get on into Astoria, then we know that uh, eventually he's got to go in and take over as the kindergarten teacher, and and of course he asks the question that. <laughs> All of us who have been teachers smile at, and he's like, hey, they're six-year-olds. How bad can they be? Now, personally, I've huh. never I've never been a, a kindergarten teacher, but I've had a kindergartner, and I've had two kindergartners, yeah. and I, I know other kindergartners. So anybody who you know has any kind of an inkling knows, like, that's one of those questions that you just you don't ask because you don't want it to come true. Right. You know how, they, how bad mm-hmm. they can be. Yeah. But I do like that line uh, when the the teacher that he kind of falls for, who you come to find out is uh, Crisp's ex-wife. Uh, I do like that line when she's like, well, you know, kindergarten is like the ocean. You don't want to turn your back on it. Yes. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Yes. And he he takes a look back at the room and things are not going well. No. Like, no. Kids are eating paste and the room is just a complete disaster. And yeah. That that moment where he runs out of the building and just screams. Yes. Yeah. I I felt that. I was gonna oh, say yeah. I was gonna say, haven't we all been there? <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. Like I just like, dude, I I get it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I who was I talking to? I was talking to a colleague that that thing happened. Like she's like, oh my gosh, it was you know, we, it wasn't in our building. It was someone at another building. How was your day? Oh man. I like, I had to step out in the hall and just go, Oh my, Oh, <laughs> just like completely floored. And she was taught at elementary and all that kind of thing. And, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, she, yeah, there, there's, she has definitely felt the days like that. Mm-hmm. We've all felt the days like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Some mm-hmm. of those, some of us maybe just felt the day like that. You know, you never know. <laughs> You never know. Uh, you know. Is it Tuesday? Oh, right. Is it really? Oh man. Okay. I know. That's it's Tuesday, John. That changes my plan for tomorrow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I do love those scenes when he's first in the classroom. Just I mean, every scene where he's in the classroom is great. And I that's where I think he does a great job um of you know the the comedy part of this. He just does a great job with it. I think this is probably one of his best comedy outings and it's just all those classroom scenes you know from the first moment and he's you know when he uh, he starts to talk like he, he wants to get to know them a little bit and then he accidentally sits on the piano and all mm-hmm. the kids start laughing and he's like right <laughs> it's just, I, I want to use I think I've actually used that not remembering that it's from kindergarten cop I think there's been several times that I've done that I've just gone <laughs> quiet yeah <laughs> yeah yeah well but I, I, I mean this works for him because it, you know it's it's your it's your typical fish out of water story right and I think 
the timing was right for him because this was just sort of kicking off the uh, his comedy chops. But he really got to to have some fun with this because fish out of water it really works for, uh, for someone like him. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you you take someone whose background is action movies, who is you know what six whatever, two hundred whatever, you know, carved out of stone, and um, you know you drop him in the most unlikely of scenarios. So I think the timing of it just really worked out for him that he could really develop and show off some of his comedic side because the material was just ripe with that and just perfect for for him. And I think some of some of those other uh, some of those other titles that you mentioned earlier, like Junior or uh, Jingle All the Way, they don't work because he's not a comedic actor per se. It's you know it's it, it just it wasn't the right material for him. Um, I there was a scene in particular, and and uh, just I'd watched it a couple of times, and and I I wanted to pause it because I just wanted to see all the different reactions. The first time he walks into the room. When the principal comes in, she's like, you know, we've got a very, your teacher's going to be gone for a little bit. Um, and we've got a very special helper. You know, here's your new teacher. His name is Mr. John Kimball. And he walks in and all the kids in the classroom look like straight up. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I, I figure that you've got it like directing kids has got to be tough. You know, if you've got a room of five and six year olds and you're directing them, like how on earth are you ever going to get them all to do what you want them to do? You know, actor, mm-hmm. actors are not, you know, it's got to be tough. So uh, we, we talk sometimes about a, a Star Trek podcast that we enjoy uh, that uh, rhymes with um, latest iteration. And uh, I, I, didn't, I don't know if I want to give them free advertising, but, you know, um, eh. yeah. So uh, podcast I, to podcast. It's cool. It is. Yeah. So greatest generation. And uh, I, they do a thing on theirs where they, uh, for each episode, they pick a drunk Shimoda mm-hmm. and uh, they decide like, what was the character in, in, in honor a of Jim Shimoda? Yep. Yeah. And what was the character in a yeah. scene that just like they, they were, they were blissfully loving life and, and just kind of like, you know, devil may care attitude and, and just, uh, just going with it, just having fun. And uh, I did pause it on the scene when like all the kids are looking up at him when he walks into the room and you've got one kid who all the other kids are at least looking towards where the camera is. And you've got this Mm -hmm. one kid that is just absolutely looking straight up at the ceiling. (laughs) And I'm like, I just, that kid, I'm just like, you know, you were not listening to the director. This other kid, there's one kid in there that looks like she is so angry. I don't know what Ivan Reitman might have said to her, that she looks so angry in the scene. But you've got this one kid that just the head is straight up looking at the ceiling. So that is that is my drunk Shimoda six-year-old uh, for this movie. Yeah, directing kids is uh, is not an easy feat. Yeah. For, for a number of years, I assistant directed a production of A Christmas Carol at the Metropolis Theater. And my job as assistant director was taking the 40 plus kids that we had in the show and helping them learn their, their handful of scenes that there were going to be in, in the show. And the age ranges were from, I think I, my youngest, I think was like four Mm. and the oldest was like 16. Um, But yeah, I'm trying, you know, trying to get those younger ones to understand what they're supposed to be doing was just incredibly difficult. So yeah, you know, anyone that wants to direct kids, more power to them because it is it is a incredible challenge. 
thought you were going to say they should have their head examined. Well, <laughs> you know, maybe that too. Mm-hmm. Might not be a bad idea. Just double check it there before. Yeah. And I, I love his initial questions because it's so very much like I, I, we have my wife and I do, you know, when we've been able to be in person, which is not lately, uh, we do help out in one of the like preschool classes uh, at our church and uh, watching the kids. And so th- these are kids that are like three and four years old, so a little bit younger than this. But this scene is so very much like these kids, um, especially the part where he's like, I, I have a bunch of questions. This is in our, uh, you know, this is always in our uh, three questions section, but um He's like, I have a bunch of questions and I want to have them answered immediately. How many of you were born in Astoria? And he's like, raise your hands. And all the kids raise their hand. He's like, okay, good. Uh, how many of you were born somewhere else? And they all raise their hands again. I'm like, yep, no, that's, uh, that's kids. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they're, they're just going to raise their hands because everybody else is raising their hand. Yep. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love the awkwardness when he's trying to help the little girl with her, uh, with her overalls and he can't figure it out. Yeah, he's just he does all these scenes so well, like, you know, Jeff, like you said, it's it's the fish out of water. And and he kind of, you know, I, I think uh, I think some of the bits and pieces of just maybe him as a person and, and you know, having the accent, he kind of automatically kind of brings across the fact that he doesn't always necessarily belong. Um, he's always an outsider in almost every movie that he's in. Um, but particularly in this one, you know, he's it's not an action movie. He's in a classroom with tiny people. And he just does these scenes so well with mm-hmm. the kids. Yeah. And, and there's something I, I've said it every time we talked about Arnold Schwarzenegger, I always say it. There's something just charming about him. Mm-hmm. There's something about his on-screen persona that is, that's just, it's fun to watch him on screen. Even if he's not, you know, in an action sequence or, you know, acting like a killer robot from the future or something like that. It it's uh I find that most charming. Terminator too, I think, is his most charming role. Mm-hmm. He is a he is a charmer. He is a charmer. Hasta la vista, baby. But um, make me if you want to live. I, I <laughs> um you to the chopper. That sounded like Cheech and Chong. That sounded like Cheech and Chong is the Terminator. <laughs> Dana, jump now. Bose Arnold Schwarzenegger sounded like it was Cheech and Chong do the Terminator. Can't wait until we get to that movie. <laughs> There's something wrong with that? <laughs> no, not at all. That would be a fun crossover. Hey, man, come with me if you want to live. Yeah. Oh, excellent. Excellent stuff. Um, yeah, love the scene where he just like he loses it and just screams shut up at all of them mm-hmm. and just just completely loses it. And then th- there's the tears. and then all the get and you just see that slow build of awesome he's like no no don't start this don't do that (laughs) don't do that (laughs) just the entire room he just loses the entire room and and even like uh even like a pet cemetery kid you know just like his little frowny face yeah wasn't that right about when like the the fire drill sounded or whatever and like he's they all come running out the front. Does isn't doesn't he carrying two kids? He's got them under their arms or something, or he's got them under the arms that, or something like that. That was a little bit later because to get them to stop crying, he actually that's oh, when he okay. runs outside and screams, and then he runs to his car to get the ferret. That's right. Mm-hmm. He brings the ferret. Yeah. In. 
and then kind of gets like everybody then calms down. And uh, one thing I love, uh, the, the brutally honest kid, you know, you find out a little bit yeah. later on that this is the kid he's been looking for. He's like, you know, my coach, Mr. So-and-so, he's better than you. He's better than you. And my <laughs> swimming teacher, he's better than you. And and the guy that delivers our mail, he's better than you. And he's, I'm like, thanks, brutally honest kid. Yeah. Do you know the best part was? Do you know anyone that's not better than me? No, I don't. That no, I don't know that many people. <laughs> I don't know that many people. <laughs> I, I, really, yeah, good. I really appreciate your honesty. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's pretty fun. Yeah. Well, you know, and it's it's moments like that that it, again it allows him to shine comedically because you know picture an action movie or just picture him having a conversation with an adult an adult you know uh, insults him like that that adults in for it yeah but it's a kid mm-hmm. so he has to find a way to have more of a, a a a tender gentler approach and response which allows him just to be a little bit more comedic with what he's going to say mm-hmm and I love the scene where he it kind of follows it up um, not too long after that with he follows it up with like the worst kindergarten game ever. We're going to play a really fun game. It's called Who's Your Daddy and What Does He Do? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then yeah, you, get that's that, pretty good. you get that fun, just the, the montage of the kids trying to explain what their dads do for their job. Mm-hmm. And it's, I'm watching that and I'm thinking, you know what? As a kid. And even now, I'm not sure I could describe what my dad did for a living. Like, I know he worked at a business, and I know sometimes he was, you know, whatever companies he was in for some of the, one of the smaller companies, like he was the VP of the company. And I know he worked, you know, in the later years, he worked more on the legal side of things with contracts. But if you asked me as a kid, what does your dad do? Like, I could tell you, well, he works for, you know, when when I was really young, he worked for Texas Instruments. I was okay. like, okay, I, I know he works for Texas Instruments. Oh, does does he make computers and calculators? No. What does he do? Um, does he sell them? No. He works for Texas Instruments. We have a <laughs> we have a computer at home. <laughs> we, we were like the only family on the block that had a computer when I was that young. But it was like, what does your dad do? I, I don't know. So I love it when these kids go through and they're trying to explain what their dad does. And there's that one little girl that she's like, my dad gives other people money that don't have money. And then they take that money and then they give that money to other people who pay back that money. And and it's just the the little kid way of trying to describe things that they really yes. don't understand. And I, I absolutely love the little kid that's obsessed with death. Mm-hmm. He is so funny. And, and his whole reaction is my dad drives a taxi in New York city and he doesn't live with us anymore. And my mom hopes he's going to die real soon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was funny. But everything is like, even, even earlier on when they find out that their kindergarten teacher is not going to be there for a while, did she die? No, no. She's visiting someone special. Did they die? Did they die? <laughs> did they yeah. die? I have a headache. But I mean, might be you know, who, who of us working <laughs> Maybe with, it's a tumor. with students hasn't had that moment of a student saying something really awkward and you're just like, okay, how do I get out of this one? <laughs> yeah. Like it, 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 it almost makes long. me cringe a little bit when, when, when I see those moments happen, uh, you know, like in, in a movie or a TV show, I'm just like, oh, I've been there. That's really uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And the really, the really cute little girl that's like, my dad works with computers. He's the boss. And um, 
he has a mustache and a beard, but he doesn't have hair on his head and his head is so big that he can't wear hats. And it, and I just, I, I love that they must've just started the camera rolling and just told the kids to just start talking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just say whatever, whatever comes to mind. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder yeah. If, what I love if they were encouraged to like talk about their own dads in some, in some way. Mm. I, if, if that's the case, I feel very awkward for the twin girls, parents. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's right. I mean, Our mom okay. Says, so let's say some of these lines may have been fed to them. Yeah. But, I, but I, you know, again, you want to encourage kids to, to do what you want them to do. You have to allow them to be themselves. So a scene like yeah. that, I, I, I could see, you know, maybe they, they, they vet it a little bit to see what these kids parents actually did. And, you know, there, and some kids are like, you know what, just tell us about your real dad. What is, what does your real dad do? So the little girl that may have been just describing her dad, uh, you know, has a mustache and doesn't have any hair and his mm-hmm. head is so big. She may have really been describing her actual dad. Right. Right. Or not. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It's funnier to think of it that way. Whether it's true or not is irrelevant. Right. Good point. Yeah. Let me Google that for you. <laughs> I I've had I've had those kids, you know, be brutally honest just on a uh uh like a uh, work like a daily work thing, you know, like some kids I couldn't complete my assignment last night or I had to do or whatever because it was uh, my mom was sleeping on the couch all afternoon or something like that. And like then I get an email from the parent like a couple hours later. I heard that my son told you that, first of all, that wasn't true. I was actually just down reading a book and had just dozed off for like five. Like the mother is mortified what the kid has told me. So she's like trying to, I'm just like, hey, don't worry about it. And I'm sure, you know, like it's all good. But like, yeah, the kid just came in and just like, here's everything that went on in my house. So that is, that is a, the kid honesty thing is always, that's always interesting. According to IMDb. Ivan Reitman invented the five Reitman rules of filmmaking for the kids. Listen, act natural, know your character, don't look in the camera, and be disciplined. Hmm. Be disciplined sounds a lot like there is no bathroom. <laughs> God, that was classic. Okay, we're going to start something new. There's, there's a, do not ask to go to the bathroom. It's, it's there called, is no bathroom. It's called police school. <laughs> It's called police school. We're going to play police school. We're going to turn this mus this mush into muscles. Yeah. Like, that can was I go awesome. to the bathroom? There is no bathroom. There's no bathroom. <laughs> I don't want to be a police officer. I want to be a princess. Yeah, I know. I'm a princess. She was, <laughs> and she was like stompy about it too. Yeah. It was like it was I don't like, want to be a policeman. I want to be a princess. <laughs> yeah. God. Which of us hasn't? I mean, really? Right? You feel for kind of, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Well, this is mm-hmm. this is interesting. A couple other actors that were offered the role of John Kimball. Patrick yeah, Swayze. This Really? And Bill Murray. Oh wow, that would have been a different movie. Yeah, no joke. I also read somewhere Danny DeVito was on a list at some point. Huh. Um I'm trying to see if I find that because I took that note and I was like, oh, this is fine. Bill Murray is like the absolute wrong choice for this movie. Jack Nicholson was also oh, wow. considered for the role, which that's a whole different movie, too. That's, 
That turns creepy. <laughs> right? Yeah. There is no bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> Who is your daddy? What does he do? <laughs> and where does he get all these wonderful toys? <laughs> That's the twins. Never mind. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oh man. Okay. Let's keep going. Yeah. All right. Um so in terms of this movie as as they kind of go on through the movie, you know, he he befriends the uh, the other teacher, kind of starts to fall for her a little bit and then finds out that's the person he's been looking for in the kid. Uh we get some foreshadowing with the kid saying that he wants to place his lasers kind of around so that they're protected from the bad people and uh, he kind of looks over at the that one um kind of a cell tower or kind of a, a you know, whatever it might be, some kind of a satellite tower and and uh, says he's got to he's going to go place some lasers there at some point to to make sure that we're there protected from the bad people. And then it kind of everything kind of just speeds up from there as uh, Crisp gets released from prison, and uh, you know his mom has kind of helped track down where the the mother and the kid are, and so it kind of really speeds up from there. And uh, she finds out um, uh, Rachel find well uh, Joyce was her name, but I think Rachel was her real name. And uh, she finds out who they really are, that they're not, uh, you know, his, his partner is not Ursula, his sister. And uh, he is not really a kindergarten teacher, but he is a cop. And, and so they kind of, uh, they, they run away at that point. And, and the idea is they're just going to run away and disappear again. And um, they find that the, the boy has gone to place his lasers on top of the tower. So they've got to go catch him uh, and keep him from doing that. And they, they catch him and save him from falling off that tower. And uh, then from there, it's 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 kind of the the action ramps up because Cullen shows up at the school. Um, they have the uh, they have the fire drill. He sets the library on fire, which my wife, the librarian, was was very uh, very uneasy about the library being set on fire in this movie. I bet. Yeah. So thankfully, as they're running out the building, Dominic grabs the ferret, which is going to save his life and a few other people's lives a little bit later on. Even though the ferret does not bite, um, but um, well, you know, except that one time. Except that one time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, then Cullen tries to, uh, he tries to reveal to Dominic that he's his father. And uh, it goes about as well as the Darth Vader reveal does, too. Nobody gets their hand chopped off. But, um, and, uh, yeah. It's not true. It's impossible. It's impossible. And uh, so, thankfully, the, the ferret, that one time the ferret does bite, it bites his neck. And uh, they kind of, they, they shoot each other up a little bit. And then, uh, ultimately, um they had O'Hara shows up and, and beats Cullen's mom with a bat. That was a fun scene. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, she she's an interesting character. I mean, mm-hmm. it, as as dark as you think Cullen is, mm-hmm. she's just like a whole other level of crazy. Yeah. Especially, she's you know, a when, when they're at, old lady. When they're at the um, what's a pharmacy or whatever, and she's just buying a whole bunch of medicine. Mm-hmm. You know, and Cullen's like, you used to cram all that stuff down my throat and I wasn't even sick. Yeah. Or something like that. And he's just like, wow. Well, that's why you weren't sick. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Norman. Yeah, Keeping a different level. Norman Bates a bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no kidding. So ultimately we have, you know, obviously things get resolved in the end. The bad guy gets shot. Uh, the bad mom gets beaten with a bat and, um, Kimball ends up in the hospital, but he does come back to surprise the kids, um, walking into the cane and, 
Uh, but somehow, magically, even though he's walking with a cane when he comes in, he is able to pick up and, and kiss Joyce. And uh, so apparently it was a miraculous healing. Well, lo- love makes you do crazy things. It's true. I also noticed that apparently the doctors uh, did crazy things because I think, if I remember correctly, right there at the end, when he comes back, um, he has his pant leg is inside his cast. So hmm. apparently the doctors decided to put his pants on first and then put the cast on. I don't know. That seemed a little strange. Interesting. Oh. Well, it's, you know, uh, it, the story is very different. I was going to say it's that newfangled Astoria medicine. Yeah. So, yeah. No. I'm uh, trying to process that. You're right. It wasn't one of those like leg brace things. That was like a cast. Yeah. Huh. Huh. Yeah. I thought that was kind of interesting. Well, no. it worked for the story. Yeah. <laughs> it did. I mean, put, there was a, put there my was pants a, on. put my I, pants I, on first. If you want to live. When I was when I was studying martial arts, you know, we went to we were going into like a uh, we were going into uh, sparring and everything and everyone had to go quick, get their gear on and everything. And and some guy, I think, figured out that where he didn't figure out that the cup goes on before the pants go on, because mm. we all came out with like headgear and fi- and then the cup was on the outside of his of his uniform. And, mm-hmm. and you know, some people just do it that way. You know, right. they pants go on first i know i don't know it's just that's it's the way some folks roll I put my, to each their own, I, guess. Mm-hmm. I put my mm-hmm. pants on one leg at a time but when i do i make gold-plated records that's right vic dickinson mm-hmm. what'd you call me that's right that was vic dickinson i gotta have more cowbell all right. I need I need a cowbell button. I don't think I have a cowbell button on the yes. picture. Yes. That what is I exactly what we're missing. I need a cowbell I need. button. I, I got to have more cowbell. I got to have more cowbell. I mean, I've got this. That's But that's not cowbell. I mean, that's it's special it gets, in its own right though. It's true. It's it gets close, but uh do you guys have a favorite scene in this movie? When you think of like all the little bits and pieces, all the scenes in this movie, do you have one that kind of jumps out at you as a favorite? Hmm. I like the happy ending stuff. I like when they get the montage of how he figures out how to teach the class and they all come together. And yeah, that that's kind of fun. And he gets them all like blows the whistle. They all line up and they all leave the room in an orderly manner. That stuff's kind of fun. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously the action stuff's pretty cool too. You know, you know, the, you know, the shootouts and all that kind of stuff is fun from an action perspective, but uh, yeah, I, I kind of like the, uh, I kind of like when they, you know, the montage of the, they figure things out. And- yeah. I'm with Pat. I, I, I kind of like the scenes in which you see uh, Detective Kimball start figuring out how to take what he knows and adapting that to be able to work with the kids and recognizing you have to work with them. You can't just boss them around and order them around because that's just not going to work. Mm-hmm. So, you know, bringing in the ferret, using the police whistle, things like that, and that just uh, helps to earn their respect so he can do what he needs to do. Mm-hmm. Bo, do you have a favorite scene? You know, I was just thinking, I, I hate to go with the cliche, but it is that maybe it's a tumor scene, you know, mm-hmm. um, or the scene where they talk about their, you know, they talk about their parents. There's the one kid that goes, my dad's the guy in a <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I mean, come on. 
That's awesome. That, when, when you say kindergarten cop, those are the two things I think of. I think of that kid, mm-hmm. and I think of it's not a tumor. Mm-hmm. Didn't when because the kid that's says the what, one I can use in my daily life, really. Yeah. Is, but, isn't that the one when the kid says what his dad does? Isn't that the one where he mis, does he mispronounce it? Doesn't he switch? Like, yes. doesn't he? It's like he calls it like a kinegologist or something like that. Just or something. Yeah, he puts in an like extra that. syllable or something. Yeah. And you know, you mentioned that uh, you mentioned that uh, it's not a tumor moment. There was a I was teaching a uh, believe it or not a percussion lesson, and it was just oh, it was it was it was just not happening. And it was just like I just kind of did one of these, just like the you know massaging the the forehead, massaging the temples. Just I just took a second. I was like, oh, and some kid looks over and goes. Hey, Mr. C, are you are you questioning your choices in life and what brought you to this career path at this moment or something like that? I mean, it was something. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was. I'm just like, oh man, yeah, you got me, kid. What do you want me to say? I'm not going to cover up, you know. And you were like, no, I have a tumor. Yeah, yeah that's right. That's right. <laughs> it is. Quiet. It is a tumor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Quiet. Quiet. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's so I'm going to use that so many times in the near future. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Quiet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And you know what? They, they really do some pretty good. Like, I think how people would struggle being in a classroom with kids. I mean, mm-hmm. I really got to give the movie that too, is that those scenes were funny, but they were believable. Like, and, and just even like the reaction, like there were times like kids would say stuff and it was just like, keep moving. Don't react to it. Just ignore it. Mm-hmm. Don't know. Okay. You sat on the piano. Don't show them. You don't know. Don't, don't look embarrassed. Just go, whoa, and keep talking. Two seconds, they'll forget. Oh, now you made it a thing. You know, like, it's just really, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's funny. Yeah. What was it when the kids like, boys have a, yeah. and girls have a, hmm, thank you for that clarification. Yeah. Was it clarification? Thanks for the tip. Thanks for the tip. <laughs> That's right. That's <laughs> well because you know his daddy's a gynecologist yeah that's right that and then that's and that's cool how they link that then you know when yes. they talk, talk about the jobs that who, that was cool who apparently doesn't just look at them all day but comes home and talks about them <laughs> i was just gonna say <laughs> that man brings his work home with right. him <laughs> that's right yeah you'll never uh. believe what happened to me today <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I know, but but that's good. See, and that reaction, that was a good one. You know, boys have a, girls have a. Yeah, oh, thanks for the tip. Thanks Boom, for keep the going. Tip. <laughs> yeah, keeping that in mind, let's move ahead. Yeah. And awkwardly enough, it's a small town, so I bet he knows all the other kids' parents. Mm-hmm. In in very different ways. Oh. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think that my favorite scene in the movie. I, I think I just. I have a hard time picking any of the scenes where he's interacting with the kids in the classroom. I, I, I can't really narrow it down. If I had to pick one, I'd say it, it may be when he does the whole police school thing and he's got like mm-hmm. the whole, the whole montage of just trying to whip the kids into shape and um, you know, just, just all that stuff. Mm-hmm. The best part of that scene is the shot of Linda hunt looking through the classroom window mm-hmm. and just not quite sure what she's seeing. Yeah. yeah. She sort of likes it but she's not sure she's supposed to. Yeah. No, actually yeah. now that, now that you say that, I'm going to take that back. I, I, I think I want my favorite scene. One of my favorite scenes to be when he does punch the abusive father. Yeah. Yeah. When she asks him like, what does it yeah. feel like to punch how did, that how, SOB? Yeah. How, yeah. Did, how did that feel? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, and that's a great callback too, because when he first sits down to meet with the principal at the very beginning of the movie, um, you know, Joyce is talking to a little kid. Now you punched somebody, didn't you? And you're not supposed to punch people. And it, and then uh, the next time he's in the principal's office is because you know he punched a parent. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. But again, in all of our illustrious years of teaching, hasn't there been a moment? <laughs> Haven't we had moments? Maybe it's not apparent, but you know, maybe they're just there's at some point in time when you're just like, mm, yeah, I bet that would feel good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's all I'm gonna say about that. All, all I right. have to say about that. That's- and I think this movie is really a, a good example of kind of, I don't know, shall I say, the last gasp of the '80s? Because I mean. This that really was like an '80s mentality for movies. Mm-hmm. If there's a problem, full throttle, mm-hmm. and the car will jump through the flames, or the airplane with one wing will take off, or you know, you, you know, guys abusing the kid and the mom. All you got to do is just rough them up a little bit, and that's never going to happen again. Like it's really, it's kind. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like I, I think if you looked at movies that was a '90s movie they got they follow that down the wormhole i think it was this was a little bit more of kind of that 80s it was just an 80s style movie where it's you know things come good in the end blow the whistle and the kids line up and which again i thought it was cool but uh and i like that scene but it 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 definitely seems to be kind of a continuation of 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 the different movies he's done previously in the 80s as opposed to stuff that kind of comes into the 90s mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, do we have anything else we want to say about this one before we jump into our three questions? He asks each traveler five questions. Three questions. Three questions. It's impossible to answer. Impossible because you don't know the answer. Nobody could answer that question. I want to ask you a bunch of questions. I want to have them answered immediately. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I've ever heard. At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. All right, so I do want to start off by saying I did not send out kind of a combination of didn't have time, didn't get around to it. But another combination of, I, I just want to surprise you this time. So I didn't send right. out the three mm-hmm. questions ahead of time this time. So these are going to be complete, kind of like with the kids. I'm just, We're just going to be off the cuff. You know, you guys may march to the beat of a different drummer on this one, but uh, we're just going to see what answers you come up with. So uh, my first question is, who is your daddy and what does he do? That's not actually question one. I just want to oh. throw that out there. I, okay. I mean, I mean, I, we could, but... Um, Question number one. What is one thing you remember about kindergarten? <laughs> Family friendly podcast, everybody. <laughs> I remember <laughs> we uh, did a big thing about a circus. We went, we took a field trip to go see some circus somewhere. Mm. And then we performed our own circus for all the parents. Oh, nice. I remember doing that. I also remember, God, what, I don't remember what we were, there was a group of us playing with something and uh, someone else wanted to play. And I had turned to them and said, 
there aren't any more, so you can't play. And the teacher, I got to remember this, Miss Beal, may she rest in peace. Miss Beal said to me, Jeff, you need to come sit over here now because that is not at all how you, how you talk to other people. Ooh. Man, Miss Beal pulling out the, the, there is no bathroom. Wow. And just really to go for full circle here, I did a year of subbing uh, before I, I worked with you guys in, uh, in Vernon Hills. And the district that I subbed for was my elementary district. And lo and behold, I subbed for Miss Beal really? many times. <laughs> oh, that's cool. Wow. Awesome. And it was her last year before she retired. Mm-hmm. So that year, uh, you know, all the parents for all the kids in that class made T-shirts at the end of the year for a part. You know, we were in Miss Beal's, you know, 38th class or whatever. And I figured what what my year was. And I made my own T-shirt. I was in Miss Beal's 17th class. And I went to her retirement party with uh, with her class. And it was just, it was a really cool moment to really nice. come come full circle. From that's really awesome. that you know clearly taught me lessons not just you know academic but behaviorally right P- calling yeah. me out for how i i talked to another kid about you know joining us playing whatever we were playing yeah you know mm-hmm. there you know i had the chance to to see her again 20 plus years later that's really cool cool yeah that is very cool that is very cool what do you guys remember about kindergarten? I, for me, I, I've got a couple of different things that I remember. It's kind of vaguely. When I was in kindergarten, we lived in Texas. And so we very rarely saw any kind of snow at all. And I remember in kindergarten, that was one of the years where it actually snowed during the wintertime. And I remember I faked being sick so that I could go home. And the idea was to go home and play in the snow. And the moment I got home... Um, we got home, got in the house. My mom started to pull down some, some sheets to put on the couch so I could lay on the couch for a little bit. And, and, uh, all of a sudden, like I'm starting to put on my shoes and like, I'm getting ready to go outside. And she's like, what are you doing? I'm like, um, I'm gonna go outside and play in the snow. And she's like, <laughs> but I just brought you home from school. Cause you were sick. Yeah. I, I think I'm feeling better now. So <laughs> yeah, that's not the way it goes. Yeah, that's not how this works. Um, you can lay down on the couch. I mean, no, but but I, I really feel a whole lot of it. No, you can lay down on the couch. So I had to, I was like forced to lay on the couch because I was quote unquote sick um, and did not get to play in the snow at all that day. So uh, that yeah. was one thing. Now, the funny thing about him uh, kind of threatening the kid on the airplane and breaking the pencil, I remember, and I don't remember what I was angry about, but I remember in kindergarten we had those, and I don't remember what number they are, but they were the, like the really super fat pencils. Mm-hmm. that you have in kindergarten. I don't remember what that, that's, that's not, it's not number two. I don't remember what it is, but um, the really just huge thick pencils that I remember having. And I got so angry. I looked in front of, I looked right in this other kid's face and just picked up my pencil and snapped it in half. <laughs> and that was, and the teacher called me out on that one. It was the same kind of thing. It's like, we do not treat our property that way. We do not do that to another person. You can go sit down in the corner. And I, I vividly remember just being absolutely furious. I'm not even sure I could break one of those pencils today. I don't know what I did, but I want to know what the kid did to you that caused you the furiousness. I, I do too. Like really curious now. Yeah. Dang. But 
Yeah. A little incredible Hulk in training. Most impressive. What do you guys remember? I just remember the locations. Like I remember the classroom was at the bottom of the stairs, kind of like right when you walk in the building. Um, And I remember the cubbies. I don't know why. They were bright. As in the baseball team? (laughs) Ah, They won, by the way. Yeah, I saw that. Oh, nice. <laughs> did you see, Bo, did you happen to, to realize even though they didn't play games for four days in a row, they still gained a game in their lead in the division? I do love statistics that way. <laughs> like, they, they, they had a three-and-a-half game lead in their division, didn't play for four, game, or for four days, and at the end of the four days, they had a four-and-a-half game lead. Yes. <laughs> Anywho. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, I, I I just remember like things, not like events or anything. Yeah, it's funny you mentioned that, Bo, because I'm I'm right there with you. I remember what door in the building, then up the stairs to the left and the hallway. And we, I think my kindergarten room was the third room down on the left. I don't know, but I, I remember that. And um, and I think it was the first day of kindergarten. I walked up. And like, like I was bringing a, a flower to the teacher or something, you know, and I was kind of all like, I didn't want to do this. I didn't want to go to kindergarten. And I wasn't just, I was just kind of going about my business. And apparently I walked right up to a mother of a kid that ended up being my best friend through elementary and into middle school and all that. Uh, but I walked up to her and said, here, you're the teacher. You got to take this. And so I gave the flower to like some random parent and then continue, you know, and, and all that. And then, yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. You know, it's kind of awkward. You gave your flower away in kindergarten. I did. I did. That's, that's, that's a little rough. Yeah. That's a little rough. Yeah. But I've just learned a whole lot more about you, Pat. <laughs> now that, now, now that all makes sense. <laughs> the, the world is coming there's, to sharp there's relief. A, there's a lot that makes sense now. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, question number two, what's your favorite school or teacher related comedy movie or TV show? I think if, it's, if for me, if it's not this one, I got to go School of Rock. Because mm. I'm not going to, I mean, I would always go Dead Poet Society, but I'm not going to count that as a comedy because I don't really think of that as a comedy. Right. It's, it's got comedic moments, but it's not a comedy. It's got to be a comedy. So I may go School of Rock, I re, but I mean, we really, really love this one, but I think that's, I think that's got to be my answer. Mm, fast Times at Ridgemont High. Yes. You dick. <laughs> <sighs> uh, comedy. Does some kind of wonderful count as a comedy? Um. No. Okay. Not necessarily, I don't think. Does American Graffiti count as a comedy? Is it school or teacher related? Oh, sure. They're all in school. They're graduating and going to college. Okay. Right? Yeah. I don't know. I feel maybe that's a little loosey goosey. All right. For this podcast. <laughs> well, you know. I don't know. I feel like I mean I, Pat's answer is since when do we have standards? Right? I know, but Pat's answer so far kind of like it just kind of sounds like he's like, Well, there was this I mean, Terminator, because they drive past <laughs> it's the like it, it's like the stories you used to tell of your dad to, uh, trying to tell your mom that every movie that they rented was a love story. Right. Yeah. Wasn't yeah. wasn't gladiator or master and commander yep. was a love story yeah, was, or something gladiator like that was the one that started it all but yeah yeah yeah, yeah which was which was the one gladiator okay yeah 
No, but they, they um, drive past a school in in Commando, I think. Hey, there was a kid. Kids go to school. Okay. Well, I, I, cop, okay. Cops, at the very least, have to have gotten through high school. I think so. I, I'll go comedy. I'll go. Uh, I'll go. Um, South Park. Okay. All right. I, That's I kind of that funny. Yeah, they're in school. They they go into school. Mr. I don't know what else. What other Mr. school stuff is there? I don't want to. I don't want to say them in case uh, anybody else does. But I have a couple more for you. <laughs> well, I'm, well, yeah, Jeff. I, Jeffrey I'm needs gonna to go do with, his. Um, I'm going to go with Mean Girls. Uh, that was mm, on the list a good for one. sure. That's a good one. Dazed and confused. Yeah, that's a good one. Okay. All right, that's a good Ferris one. Ferris Bueller. You, here, one. Pat, we we could do it. Oh, Ferris Bueller is a good one. Um, we could yeah, do it. We could certainly. do it this way. Do you want to expand it to like favorite character? Favorite character? The, the favorite character that's like teacher or school related. Because then you can expand it to like Principal Strickland from the Back to the Future movies. Uh, and, I mean, you could slackers. Slackers. Can I can I do like the Key and Peel skit, um, Mr. The, Garvey, the, the, the substitute, substitute teacher? Yes, you can. Can I do that? I think that yeah. is going to be my favorite to, <laughs> with all the names. Timothy. <laughs> Thank you. Aaron. <laughs> Can we? You just, know what? Here's what when like that to do. thing came I, out, when that thing came out, there was a whole group of kids in school at that time that had the names Blake and yep. Aaron, and they all became Aaron yep. and Balake, and it all. I I called every single one. I had a uh, I had Jacqueline in my classroom, and she was Jake Wellen. Nice. Yep. 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 That's good stuff. Yep. Yeah, maybe I'll say that. We actually did that. One of the kids that we, uh, one of the kids that we watch in the uh, three and four year old classroom at our church when we we're watching them on, on Sunday morning sometimes, um, back before the pandemic. One of the kids' names was Blake, um, and he's actually the he's actually the preacher's grandson, and his dad uh, I think is a I think he's a coach maybe at Stevenson High School, um, mm-hmm. if I remember right. I, might be getting that wrong, but uh, he came to pick him up one time, and I had uh, just to be funny, I had been calling him Balake during the entire time that he was with us. And he's like, Dad, when he came to pick him up, he's like, Dad, Mr. Reed kept calling me Balake, and he wouldn't stop. And the dad just started laughing, and he could yeah. not contain himself. And he's like, and then he got real serious, and it was almost kind of like the ha 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 ha. But that is your name. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Quiet. 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 <laughs> I think if I, if I had to choose a TV show, I'd probably go with uh, Wonder Years if we count that as a comedy. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Now I just want to start like some kind of I, I want to start like my own private school where you yeah. could you could just pick and choose. One of our coworkers, um, Catherine, you know, she and I used to kind of joke about what if we just started our own school? Like we get frustrated with all the stuff that happens, and like what if we started our own. Uh, like a charter school or something else, and we just we 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 stocked it with the people that we really wanted to have in that building. And now I remember this like, conversation. You remember that, yeah. And uh, and uh, I think it was called the it was the RBI. It was the Reed Baum Institute. And uh, nice. and we were going to stock it with whatever people we felt like having in the building. And and now I just want to like take movie characters. I want to be like I want Principal Strickland. I want John Kimball as the kindergarten teacher. I want, mm-hmm. you know, I've, I've got all these like now like teachers. I want to stock with like the best school ever and put them all together. Strickland's got to be the principal though. Yeah. Are these, are we talking movies to, or TV shows? You have to maintain, kids? you have to maintain order. Maintain all right. tones. Yeah. How about, how, I'm going to throw something out there. Just when you say, I'm sorry to jump off the, 
What about Christmas Story? Well, I'm I'm glad you brought that up because my lovely wife from the other room just texted me and said you are absolutely wrong because you did not include Christmas Story. <laughs> you yeah, are okay. Absolutely I'm, I'm gonna wrong. I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna correct that glaring error, and I think I'm gonna put that in. Okay. I think that's that's yeah. I think that's good. Which irony, and and she would want me to point this out too. Um, we have our chimney on our. This is completely unrelated to anything other than a Christmas Story. Uh, the chimney okay. on our house is probably about to fall down at any moment. Oh, that's good. Nice. And that's yeah, fantastic. So on, on top of that's on top great. of everything else, it's you know, it's they basically said, you know, if you're going to be sitting in your living room for any length of time, you might want to wear a hard hat. Like, oh, good to know. Oh, good even to know. Better. That, that's oh, great. Jeez, um, John. So, that's, uh, <laughs> ah, you know, <laughs> it doesn't sound so good. I don't think it. I don't know if it's quite that bad, but you know, they did say we, we got to get this fixed pretty soon. And uh, one of the things we found out though is because we live in an older house and it's a brick house, um, the type it's of a brick. brick. Thank you. Ow. Okay. Thank you. Because when we it's last mighty, weekend, mighty. <laughs> sorry. Thank you very I, much. I can go I, all no, day. no, do not apologize at all. Because a lot of times when we go drive anywhere, I will come up with some kind of a stupid playlist that has the theme of wherever we're going. Okay. For Nora's birthday last year, a couple of years, I think it was last year, we were going to the aquarium. So I created a playlist called The Age of Aquariums, and they were all like water and fish related songs. Yes, they were. Nice. I do this all the time. Um, and so I, I wanted to create a playlist related to bricks and houses and things like that. And so I did start playing brick house. And of course the kids at that moment were like, dad, please stop. And you said, stop. no, Don't. this is the joy of being no. the father. So, right. No. So Sharon and I turned it up. We sang along and, and Nora's in the backseat. Yes. Dad, I'm trying to read. <laughs> dad, I'm trying to read something. I know I'm trying to sing to you, so deal with it. So thank you all for starting to sing that the moment I said Brick House, because I appreciate that, and I appreciate that I'm, I'm with like-minded people here. Um, so the, the thing related to Christmas Safe Story space. that we found out, yes, thank you. Um, the thing related to Christmas Story that I found out was the type of bricks that are on our house are called clinkers hmm. because of hmm. the way, like the way, they're almost like... Um, they're most like uh, imperfections. They're like they were fired too long. And so some of them kind of have like a burned color to them. Um, but it has kind of a nice effect when they're all together, you know, as as brick on a house. But they're really hard to find. So we had it's to go into Chicago. Yeah, that's exactly what it was. As soon as I, I got texted, I got texted the moment the Masons told Sharon that the type of bricks we had were called clinkers. I got a text <laughs> message with a GIF from her, or it might have been the YouTube video of the dad going like, aha, aha, that's a clinker. And of course, I was awesome. so proud that like both of our kids were like, oh, yeah, that's from a Christmas story, isn't it? Like, yes. yes. Thank you. Thank you very, very much. So so we went into the city last weekend and we we were able to find, even though they're very hard to find, we were able to find some clinkers and uh, they're going to get delivered and we're going to get fixed very soon. But that's my nice. slightly unrelated Christmas story thing. Nice. I'm glad you're going to get it fixed. I'm glad your chimney's not going to Yeah, no joke. And, yeah, me, me too. Yeah. Kind of got mm. to take care of that, you know. Don't need other problems going on. No. All right. So question number three. Which kid were you most like from this movie? When you were a kid, which one of the kids in the kindergarten classroom do you think you might have been most like? Mm. Now, granted, I think my first natural answer is going to be the kid that stole the other kid's lunches, but. <laughs> if that I, was if, a funny scene. <laughs> Did you steal the lunch? <laughs> yeah. Are, you, uh, are these your lunches? Wait, I think I might have the. Let me see if I can. Uh, Donna, yep, here I got. Here, I got, here it is. I wanted to be the princess. Are these all your lunches? You mean you eat other people's lunches? 
Stop it! <laughs> That's good. That's funny. Are these, and you know the answer to this question. Are these all your lunches? Like, wait, wait, the kid brought six lunches. Right. <laughs> you mean That's you eat other people's great. lunches? Stop it! No, I and, and Jeff, I think what you just said might have been my answer, too. Go, go ahead and say what you said again. Well, I said I'm surprised you didn't choose the little girl that wanted to be the princess. I actually think that might be my answer. I think personality-wise, I might have been more like that kid because I think as a as a younger kid, I think I was kind of – I had moments where I wanted to be very stubborn, but I also think I was very shy. And so I think if I tried to assert myself and be like, I don't want to be a policeman. I want to be a princess. And then the t teacher or an adult was like, I told you to do this. I don't want to be – like I would get like real quiet and like, okay. So actually I think as a kid I might have been a little bit more like that kid. I honestly without having watched the movie I don't remember all the different uh the different personalities. So I don't know if I can really answer this one. I would have been the one who's yeah. like my dad buys stuff and sells stuff and buys stuff and gives people money and yeah, I would have <laughs> been that kid. It's true. Did she die? No, she's visiting someone. Did they die? <laughs> that was good. Die someday. That was more of me in middle school. That wasn't me in kindergarten. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to think in kindergarten. I think I talked to people. I don't know. I was going to say I'm like the quiet kid that just didn't have any lines. Mm -hmm. You know, and preferably sitting in the, in the back of the room. <laughs> I don't like sitting in front of people. You're my drunk. Like being you're, you're my drunk mini Shimoda just staring at the ceiling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Just kind of yeah. like. You know, no, I usually, usually I think I paid attention in kindergarten. I think I hung okay. in there pretty well. Okay. I don't know. Fair, but fair I enough. think I would have been like, I don't think I would have been like asking a lot of questions. I think mm -hmm. it's just kind of more like, okay, let's just be under the radar. Mm -hmm. Don't get noticed. Just do your thing. Yeah. I think that would have been me in kindergarten. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. All right. Well, I, that's going to do it for us for Kindergarten Cops. So thank you guys for being here with me here tonight. We're hey, gonna, we're gonna... Real, real quick. Oh, yeah. Anyone ever seen the sequel? Uh, oh, thank you for bringing that up. Um, mm. I hate, hate Kindergarten Cop 2 with a mm. passion that burns brighter than the fires of a thousand suns. Wow. Wow. I hate John that was so prepared for that question. He composed like a sonnet i did might have been an iambic pentameter but i'm not sure i'll have to check i yeah it i've i've i had a little sip of scotch earlier so it might have only had nine syllables but mm. I how come uh how how come the hate how come the hate I, uh, first of all i want to ask jeff because you asked that question have you seen it no i i've avoided seeing okay. it okay please continue to avoid seeing it because mm. i i care for you so please continue to avoid seeing it. Um, there was, the year was 2018. And uh, I think Sharon was out of town. She might've been out of town with her mom at a conference they were going to in the city. And so kids were going to go sleep. And, and usually I'm like, ah, you know what? I'm going to rent a bunch of movies. I'll watch a bunch of movies that I wouldn't normally watch, you know, because nobody else would necessarily be interested in them. So let me go pick some up from the library. And I happened to find Kindergarten Cop 2. And I was like, are you kidding me? They made a Kindergarten Cop 2 with Dolph Lundgren. That oh. is that is amazing, and I have to see this. No, you don't. No, so I took it home, 
No, you really don't. I took it home and I started watching it. And they basically tried to recreate all of the moments from Kindergarten Cop. Um, but the humor fell completely flat. Mm-hmm. Like one of the scenes, and I'm just sitting there and I'm like, because they try to take some of the some of the more modern issues that you might find in a school where at one point, you know, he brings a peanut butter and jelly sandwich for lunch and the kids all freak out because they're all allergic to peanut butter. Okay. And all the, on, they're running around paper, the room I can screaming. See how and, someone thought that was funny. But, right. Hmm. Right. And uh, so I watched this movie for maybe the first 15, 20 minutes. Like I, I gave it the good old, you know, community college try. And when I got 20 minutes into this movie, I was like, I, I can't do this anymore. I can't force myself to continue watching this. I hate this movie. Like th- this is, it takes everything that kindergarten cop was and did well. And it just is not, it's missing every mark. So I was like, okay, done, fine. Moving on to the next one. So I ended up popping in the next movie. It's probably one of the diehards and, mm-hmm. um, you know, watch that one and enjoyed the rest of my evening. Now I took those movies back to the library and dropped him off and i was like okay i'm done get this out of here i don't want to see it anymore right well come to find out two weeks later i get a notice from the library that my uh dvd of kindergarten cop 2 is two weeks overdue and i owe them like 14 dollars and i was like wait wait hold on no 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 i returned that i know i returned that because i hated that so I, I actually went to the library. I started looking through the shelves because I'm like, they've done this. They've done this a couple times where they tell us we've still got something checked out. We really don't. And we've actually found it at the library. So I'm going to go take a yep. look. So I took a look at the library. I came back home. I looked around. I was like, I know I returned this. I'm positive I returned this. And then three days later, I found it under a pile of other DVDs. Kindergarten Cop 2 cost me 20 Rage. minutes of my life and about $16. Yeah. So it was yeah. already a bad movie. And then from what I what I ended up having to pay for it is like I it's like I bought it and it's like the worst purchase I've ever made. Oh yeah. that's rough, man. So that's my story about kindergarten cop two and why you should never watch it. I understand the hate. Yeah. I understand the hate. Like I would rather I'd rather just turn off all the lights and turn off the video and listen to the sounds of the room than watch kindergarten cop two again. Huh. Well, all right. I'm glad yeah. I brought it up. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I wanted to give you my honest review, so you you got my yeah. fully honest that review. That you did. <laughs> the sounds of yeah. the room are better than Kindergarten Cop 2. Yeah. It's the sounds. Ugh. Okay. But anyway, yes, no, not a good movie. I it, it looked like it had potential, but it just did not. It didn't execute any of it well at all. And Dolph Lundgren is not where we've said like Arnold Schwarzenegger has a charm about him. Dolph Lundgren does not have the same charm about him. Nope, he doesn't. So, yeah. Gosh, talk right. about well, going with a formula. Dolph Lundgren. God, yeah. They would have been better off with Billy Crystal. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Oh, the, yeah. Almost anybody else probably would have been better. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's just kind of like not the right tool for the job. No. <laughs> no. Not at all. Not at all. All right. Well, that's going to do it for this week. Um, this is our this starts off our kids month. So all of our movies this month are kid related. Uh, next week, we're going to be talking Home Alone. And uh, Jeff, I think you're, you're going to be able to be back with us for that one. So we're really looking forward to Yay! Be back to talk about yeah, Home Alone. I'm, 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 I'm definitely going to try to clear the schedule and, and come on by again. Awesome. 
That is awesome. Um, so we've got Home Alone, then we've got DuckTales, the movie, and then we're going to finish it off with Problem Child. Uh, if you want to get a little bit further ahead for Horror Month in October, Pat's favorite month of the year, uh, we're going to... There we go. We're going to start it off with The Witches. Oh, uh, then, God. Yeah I, yeah. I have not seen that since I was a child, and I think I might oh, still be traumatized. a long time since I've seen that. Mm-hmm. I may have to try to come back for that one, too. Did you see they're making a new one? Heard about that. Yeah. I'm not sure about it. I saw. I think I saw the poster. They put the poster out for it. It's kind of interesting. I think Anne Hathaway, maybe, was the main mm. character in it. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Oh, wait, wait. She's not in the one we're watching. No, 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 no. Oh. No. No, no uh, the one, Angelica we're watching is, is the one we're watching. Oh. Yeah, the, the one we're watching is traumatizing. It's <laughs> <laughs> one word for it. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, like if you want to put together a really frightening dual DVD set like they sometimes sell at like Walmart or Target, you'd put the witches and return to Oz. Like that would be if you oh, want to yeah. if, if you want this is called the ruining childhood collection. I'd put those two movies together. Got it. Yeah. I would tend to agree surefire, with that. Surefire way to guarantee that they're gonna be in therapy at some point later. Uh, and got then it. after the witches, we've got Stephen King's It, the 1990 version. So looking forward to seeing that one. Oh, nice. um, not the, yeah. the kids' month anymore. At that point, uh, okay. no, good no, to know. no. October. Good to know. We've, In we've case anyone another, was worried, I mean, I wanted to make sure. I mean, I mean, there are kids, so it's kind of like the beginning of October. Still, is like we're we're moving. We have kids in the movies, so I mean. It's kind of a transitional time. Um, and then after Stephen King's It, we've got Jacob's Ladder, and then Tremors, and then Misery. So very clearly by the end of the month, not, not a kid's month at all. So that's going to do it for this time around. If you want to see more about our show, you can head over to 30podcast.com or hit us up on any of the social medias at 30podcast. Um, if you want to give us a call, our voicemail line is 872-35-MOVIE or 872-356-6843. Um, So thank you again, gentlemen, for being here. We will see you all back here next time. So be excellent to each other. Go watch some good movies, and we'll see you back here next time for Home Alone. 